Hello, this is Curtis Hill, and I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to The Extra Point. Today is Wednesday, April 8th, 2020. Last week, I talked about one of my favorite hymns called Be Still My Soul, and I want to share another one with you, but let me give you some context first, all right? One of the Psalms that can really haunt you is Psalm 137, and I want to read a portion of it for you. It says, By the rivers of Babylon, there we sat down and wept when we remembered Zion. There we hung up our lyres, instruments on the poplar trees, and our captors there asked us for songs, and our tormentors asked us for rejoicing. Sing us one of the songs of Zion. But how can we sing the Lord's song on foreign soil? And if I forget you, Jerusalem, may my right hand forget its skill. May my tongue stick to the roof of my mouth if I do not remember you, if I do not exalt Jerusalem as my greatest joy. So here's the biblical context for the psalm. The, the psalm has a setting of God's people in exile. Remember the end of Kings and Chronicles when God's people were deported to Babylon. And Isaiah and Jeremiah give hope, but it's also a brutal reality that the Israelites were facing. So people like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, Daniel, in Babylon would not have the temple, would have limited access to God's word and writing, would not be able to really gather as the people of God. They were displaced. They're not in Zion anymore. And on top of that, they're taunted by the Babylonians. We love your music, so sing us more of your songs. And they're saying, we can't sing until we are back in Zion, back in the house of Zion. There's just this real desire for God to change the setting and a real lament. That is not what's happening right now. There's this hope for reversal. So that psalm came to mind the first time when I heard a song called, We Will Feast in the House of Zion. The song is by Sandra McCracken and Joshua Moore. I think it was written in 2015, so not too long ago. And it's a picture of hope for a reversal when God's people can gather, when God's people have their hearts restored, when hope becomes reality. And the picture is of a feast and a congregational concert. So I'm just going to read the song and uh, then, then talk about it some more. All right? Here's the song. The chorus says, We will feast in the house of Zion. We will sing with our hearts restored. He has done great things, we will say together. And we will feast and weep no more. We will not be burned by the fire. He is the Lord our God. We are not consumed by the flood. We are upheld, protected, gathered up. In the dark of night, before the dawn, my soul be not afraid. For the promised morning, oh, how long? O oh God of Jacob, be my strength. Every vow we've broken and betrayed, you are the faithful one. And from the garden to the grave, bind us together. Bring shalom. I love this song. I envision, this song helps me envision a picture of New Jerusalem where there are reunions. And the picture is a place where the tears are finished. There are tears when you are suffering. And then there are tears when you finally feel the relief from suffering. And then there is a season when there are no more tears, only joy. And that's Revelation 21, because God has wiped away every tear. But lately, I felt this song speak to me on another horizon. So when you feel the sting of not being able to meet together, this song helps me envision the day when churches like Ogletown will be able to gather again. And I love so many aspects of the song. I'm going to share just a few of the highlights. 
I love that this song is a picture of tough confidence. We will not be burned. We will not be consumed. This is Isaiah 41 language. We will be upheld, protected, and gathered up. But it also is a picture of honest, realistic feelings and questions. So the song says, we are in the dark of night. And our soul is saying, be afraid. And we're having to summon an answer, soul, don't be afraid. How long are we going to have to wait for the promised morning? When the weeping endures all the night, but joy comes in the morning, when will the morning come? It's a picture of praise. He has done great things, we will say. He is the Lord our God. He is our strength. We will praise God because he kept his word. I love in the song the first person plural pronouns. The song says, we will feast. The assumption is that new heavens and the new earth aren't an isolated individual experience, but a community experience, a Christian community. We will say these things together. And I love the prayers. God of Jacob, be my strength. Bind us together, faithful one. Bring shalom or peace or wholeness or well-being. I appreciate also that the setting of the song is one of the brokenness in this world. But it also doesn't try to escape from personal responsibility. There are vows we've broken and promises we have betrayed. I don't know that there are too many songs that mention sin so honestly. And it even takes us back to the Garden of Eden, the first sin, as well as the consequences, the wages, the payment for sin, which is the grave or death. So actually, during this season, I am listening to this every time I drive to church to record an online service. And it's been pretty emotional to me because in some ways it does feel like the church is in exile waiting to be restored. And I also have been listening to it each Sunday morning as I think about the day in which we will be gathered, singing with our hearts restored, saying together, he has done great things. I know that everyone has such specific taste in music, what one finds pretty meaningful, another just shrugs their shoulders and moves on. Still, I I am going to link to the song in the show notes, or you can just Google, We Will Feast in the House of Zion by Sandra McCracken. You'll find it. And I'll say this, whether the song speaks to you lyrically, vocally, musically, I definitely believe the truth of the song, if you're a follower of Jesus, can and should fill you with hope and peace in believing. So there's the song, We Will Feast in the House of Zion. And that's all for now. Again, thanks for listening. I appreciate it so much that you're taking time to hear things that are on my heart. I really can't wait until we can meet face-to-face again. But in the meantime, I love you, Ogletown. Town.